I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Guys, can you believe we're actually doing this? You take it away, huh? Just don't look at me. Hello and welcome to our very first episode of the Fight Like a Girl podcast. I'm Rav. I'm Bianca. And I'm Ella. As we come to you from day 150,000 of lockdown. (laughs) Of course, you know, we all wish we were together today to record our very first episode of uh, Fight Like a Girl podcast, but we're doing this from our homes, uh, all separate. Trying to socially distance, but also still get this podcast on the road. Yeah, I figured there's no time better than the present to get a podcast off the ground while we're all sitting around doing nothing. No, it really is so exciting to finally be together today. I'm honestly so excited. And before we kick off, I just want to say the support we've received so far has been so humbling and so overwhelming um you guys have really championed us from the sidelines and been super interested in um the podcast before we've even kicked off so I really appreciate everyone out there who's um showed us some support so thank you yeah I really couldn't agree more with that and I don't know about you guys but I've had so many people asking you know what's the podcast about is it a feminist podcast is it going to be about boxing and I think it's pretty fair to say that it's probably going to be all of the above. That's right, Rev. And for many of us as women growing up, we've probably heard the phrase, you fight like a girl, you hit like a girl, you run like a girl. And it's always been used as a bit of an insult, basically to say that women or girls can't do anything as well as boys can. Yeah, Ella, I couldn't agree more, especially growing up and playing a lot of sport. You're always compared to guys, especially playing a male dominated sport. Uh, For me, basketball, I've always being compared to men and for us three fight like a girl is not an insult in our world if you fight like a girl you're a fucking badass 100 percent, bianca i honestly could not agree with everything that you just said more obviously i don't have the same sort of exposure to sport that you do and the challenges of being a female in sport but i think it's really important to mention that this podcast isn't going to be for the faint-hearted it really is 
a no holds barred account on life as a modern feminist. So if you're not into hearing raw, honest, and at times confronting discussions around sex, sport, racism, sexism, relationships, babies, honestly, just anything under the sun that you could think of, then I'd probably recommend that you tap out now. On that note, I think let's go ahead and get into the episode. Most of you listening probably have absolutely no idea who we are. So I'm going to pass it over to Bianca to tell us a little bit about herself. Hey guys, uh, it's nice to be here. Welcome to our podcast. This is really exciting for us. I'm Bianca. I'm 23 from New Zealand. Grew up playing basketball. Absolutely love basketball. Everything I do, breathe, everything is related back to basketball. Uh, I've been in Australia for five years now. Bianca, just curious, what made you move to Australia from New Zealand? Not that we don't like having you here. (laughs) Uh, Good question, Rev. I finished high school and then moved over here for basketball. Uh, Started playing for the Gold Coast, got injured. uh, So started to work in the Gold Coast. Uh, Was in retail for two years there and got promoted through my company and made the move to Sydney. So I've been in Sydney for over three years now, which is really exciting for me. And so B, you obviously picked up basketball back again when you moved to Sydney. Who are you playing for at the moment? Yeah, I'm playing for a team called the Inner West Bulls at the moment and really enjoying it. Uh, we've got a good team, uh, obviously paused at the moment due to COVID. So back to where we were last year, fingers crossed we can get back going. Um, but yeah. So Bianca, who's your favorite basketball player? Rev, one of my favorite questions you can ask me. Uh, Without a doubt, Steph Curry is my favorite player, plays for the Golden State Warriors. Can I ask, does he call himself Steph Curry? Is that what he calls himself or is that because his name's Stephen, right? No. I'm very confused. Steph Curry is his actual name. What? Yeah. That's cool. A lot of people pronounce it Stephen, but it is Stephen. Ah, this is making sense now. Okay. Okay. We're getting a little bit off track here, but what's his background? Because Stefan feels like a very European name. He is American. Um, I feel like if there's anyone listening to this podcast right now, who's a mad basketball fan, they're going to be like, what the hell? How are you asking such basic basic questions about Steph Curry? (laughs) I hope we have some uh, listeners here that know who Steph Curry is. There's at least one, got to be one out there. (laughs) okay so other than your love for Steph Curry is there anybody else special in your life ah yes Rev fantastic question uh yes I have a beautiful girlfriend I don't even know where to start she's the most incredible woman shows me nothing but kindness Uh, I think that's uh, enough about me now though um so our listeners I'd love to introduce you to Ella Hi guys, I'm Ella. Some of you hopefully already know me and I am a 30 year old living in Sydney, previously from Brisbane. Come on, there's more to you than that. (laughs) There is. I don't really like talking about myself, but yeah, I'm sure most of you already know that I am a triplet and so I've got my two sisters back in Brisbane where I grew up. So that's a bit tough being away from them, but we have a really close relationship, so I'm super lucky. And yeah, basically just, uh, Living life in Sydney, been here for about nine years now, obviously moved down here for work in the media industry. I'm a former journo and now working as a media advisor. So keeps me pretty busy and uh, that's kind of my life in a nutshell. That's really interesting, Ella. I personally don't know too many people that have worked in media. So how was that? 
Oh, I mean, God, it's been a interesting past few years working in television is a bit of a lawless place at times and certainly got lots of interesting stories I probably the best way I could describe it is probably a little bit like that movie bombshell for anyone who's watched that movie um I'm sorry to say a lot of that is um very true and what a lot of women's experience has been like in um in the television industry so but look it's not all that bad I've got some um, amazing friends and amazing um, career you know highlights from from that time but it's certainly um, been very colorful and can I just ask what made you want to get into that field have you always sort of growing up wanted to be a journalist pretty much before I could remember I've always wanted to be a journalist Um, I think that stemmed from being innately curious about people and their stories like when I meet a new person I just ask them a million questions. I want to know where they grew up, where they're from, what they like to do, all these sorts of things. And I know that that's not, not everyone feels that. And so I knew that that was something unique to me and that I definitely should explore that in a career. And I also love writing and all that sort of stuff. So it just seemed like a natural fit for me. Uh, So in sport, I have a a favourite basketball player. Do you have a favourite journalist or a favourite writer? Very good question. Um, I do have a favourite Australian journalist, Lee Sales, on the ABC. She's amazing and um, she's inspired me throughout my career. Um, Yeah, she's incredible and everything she does is awesome and she's got so much integrity and she absolutely smashes it in um, everything she does. She can just, you know, she can absolutely grill a politician to pieces in an interview and then go and interview a celebrity and charm the pants off them. So yeah, she's an incredible lady. I mean, I'm not in your field, Ella, but I couldn't agree more. I think Lee Sales is an incredible journalist. When you sort of moved down for work, did you move down on your own from Queensland? I did. I moved down quite abruptly for work and, um, but I'm, yeah, I'm not alone anymore. I've got a God, that sounds so sad. <laughs> I'm um, <laughs> no, I'm in a very happy relationship now, and thankful for Toby because you know lockdown could be pretty pretty hard if you're on your own. So I'm very lucky to have him as my little lockdown buddy. Oh yes, Toby, and I think that's an awesome thing to talk about. That's how us three all met is through Toby uh, through the boxing gym. That's right. 12 round Alexandria, a shameless plug there. Um, (laughs) But we did all meet there and it's been one of the best things of 2020 for me was meeting you guys. So yeah. Stop it. Totally agree with that. (laughs) Okay. I do have one little note to add to that about 12 round in Alexandria, given how hard lockdown has been and how much everyone's mental health has been impacted. I just want to say how amazing this gym has been at adapting to all the different lockdown rules that have been popping up. So Mm. for anyone who doesn't know, our gym has actually gone and set everything up outside and introduced this whole new booking system because we're being COVID safe people. And yeah, it's just incredible because I don't know about you guys, but if I wasn't working out, living on my own in lockdown, I would have gone insane. So shout out to 12 Round, shout out to Toby. Love you guys. That's an awesome gym. Toby, can you please sponsor us? (laughs) (laughs) And last but certainly not least is Miss Rav. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Rav. I am 
the oldest bitch here. I'm 32. <laughs> I just turned 32. We should have recorded this podcast before my birthday. This is so depressing. No. But happy birthday. Yeah, oh, thanks, happy birthday for two days ago. <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I've just had a lockdown birthday, so that's been real exciting. I am also originally from Queensland, so I moved down from Townsville, for anyone who knows where Townsville is. And I moved down about eight years ago now, probably the best decision of my life. My background is Indian. My parents immigrated here in 91. I think the most interesting thing about being a child of immigrant parents is that they completely screwed me over when it came to starting school. They didn't speak a word of English to me growing up. So I remember my first day of primary school. Actually, no, it was preschool. My first day of preschool, I walked in and I was like, what the hell are these people saying? So that was (laughs) nice and traumatizing. Thanks, mom and dad. Appreciate you. I didn't know that about you, Ro. I didn't know that you... That your parents only spoke or didn't speak English. It's Punjabi. Is that what they, what you speak? Yeah. So I'm Punjabi. So I come from a state called Punjab in India and the dialect there is Punjabi. So that's what my parents spoke to me predominantly growing up. And we actually still speak to them in Punjabi. So very cool. That's awesome. I did not know that. And so Rab, I've got a quick question for you. What was it like growing up in a rural part of Queensland. I mean, I know what certain parts of Queensland can be like in terms of, you know, them not being super racist, welcoming. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say the R word, but it, you know, it's definitely there at times. Um, Absolutely. I definitely want to know what it was like for you growing up. It's got to be, you know, tough at times. Yeah, that's a really great question. And honestly, it was pretty interesting. There were definitely times in school where, you know, racism kind of reared its ugly head. But I think, you know, when you sort of finish school, it's pretty easy to forget that sort of thing. I'm just grateful that, you know, when I went to school, technology wasn't such a big thing. Honestly, this is so funny. I was thinking about this the other day that I think I was in grade four and you know how you used to get like a shopping list of all the stuff that you needed for school. Mm. My shopping list had a floppy disk on it. (laughs) <laughs> Who's, who uses floppy disks now like I can't even remember the last time I saw a floppy disk. I don't either anyway I digress in terms of you know what it was like I think the worst of it was definitely at school I'm quite lucky because I think I don't sound like I'm from somewhere else and I think because of that people unfortunately tend to be more accepting it's it's horrible that you know the minute that somebody hears an accent they're like oh that's so yeah. awful yeah, yeah. I think that does make a big difference, but I think a lot of it happens to children. And I am just really grateful that I didn't have, you know, Facebook and Instagram and stuff back then, because I would hate to imagine not being able to walk away from that, you know, at 3 p.m. when the school bell goes off. But in saying that, you know, I don't want to make this sound like a totally negative experience. It was still great. I think, you know, growing up in a small town, anyone who has grown up in a small town, knows just how great that small community can be. I think with, you know, some small towns, you you get some small-minded people. Mm-hmm. And Rev, uh, what do you do for work? So it was actually work that brought me to Sydney. Uh, I did finance at uni, which I now do nothing with. So <laughs> I actually just did my tax return and it killed me to see that I'm paying off a hex debt for a degree I don't even use. (laughs) 
I'm sure you're not, and you're not the only one, Rav. Don't worry. Yeah. So for work, I actually work in tech sales. So obviously that's the industry that's sort of taken off at the moment. And yeah, I work in tech sales. So loving that. Very lucrative, I hear. It's not bad. It's not bad. (laughs) And I've got one more question for you, Rav. So you and I both from Queensland. I potentially might move back to Queensland at some point in my life. What about you? Is Sydney home for you now? Yeah, 100%. I really hope my mum's not listening to this because this might break her heart a little bit, but there's no way I would move back. I just can't see myself moving back to Townsville, maybe Brisbane or the Gold Coast potentially, but I don't think I could ever go back to Townsville, which is where 95% of my family is. Yeah, I, I just couldn't because I just feel like You're I've a changed. Person. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I've changed so much as a person since leaving in the last eight years. And I actually did a couple of years ago go back to Townsville for a few months. I had some stuff happen personally that sort of took me back to Townsville for a little bit. And it just sort of cemented that for me that it probably isn't a place that I could live long term, but obviously love going there to visit my family. For sure. And Rev, uh, your relationship status, single, open relationship. It's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Single as a Pringle, government forcing me not to mingle. Oh, Rev. I'm sorry to hear that. I can be your bubble buddy. I would love for you to be my bubble buddy, Bianca. Uh. <laughs> Government mandated cock blocking has to be the worst kind of cock blocking, surely. Yeah, 100%. Oh, Rev, well, I'm sorry you're not getting any doodle, but um, <laughs> uh, at least you're doing the right thing. Yeah, look, it's a sad time. You know, it does obviously sometimes sting a little when you're trying to do the right thing and you see pl- people plastered all over the news not doing the right thing, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's right. It is. It's pretty disheartening to see people flagrantly flouting the rules, I must say. But, um, you know, all we can do is continue to stay home and, you know, the podcast can still go on as we know. So we're going to keep doing this for as long as we need to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, we've done obviously the best we can given the times in trying to bring this podcast to everybody. And I just want to say how much we appreciate the support. And also guys, bear with us. If you do hear anything funny on the line, we're trying to do our best to record remotely, but we're all rookies here and we're learning as we go. So yeah, just really appreciate everybody. Imagine what it'll be like when we're all together. So good. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be hilarious. When we're all together, I'm going to be pulling faces at you guys and making you laugh. <laughs> You're already pulling faces on on Zoom and it's killing me. I'm trying not to laugh. She's also been gargling water and I'm scared she's going to spray it out everywhere. It's disgusting. Should I should I quickly do it for our, for our listeners here? Yeah, go on. A bit of uh, ASMR. ASMR. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> that, that just sounds like a bad porno. Please stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> it's been great chatting with you guys. I really hope that you enjoyed our first episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been awesome. We will chat to you soon. Thanks for listening, team. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so hot under there. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 